Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our New Has Come sermon series. This series explores our identity as a follower of Jesus, how our old selves have left and the new has come. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select Contact Us, and send us an email. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you here. We're going to release our kids ages four through grade eight to go into the children's wing for their classes. So if you've been coming uh, for the last couple of weeks, you recognize that we're in this series on Christian identity. And, you know, I just love the way God works today. So during our community time, we had Dave Ambrose talk about Hartford City Mission, a mission and ministry that we participate here in the greater Hartford area. And if you saw the video, did you hear the motto that the kids spoke? They said, I am unique. I am special, I am designed by God to do great things. They're being taught their identity in Christ. And we could say this about us, you know, uh, you are unique, you are, dis- you are special, you are designed by God to do great things. So we're going to continue in this series today. So as we do so, would you bow your heads, I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you for your love for us, for, for your care for us. And Lord, we thank you that, that you desire for us to come into a relationship with you and discover that we are your children, that we're daughters, that we're sons of God, and that, that we can live in that truth and that we can recognize who we are. So Lord, I pray that you would help us do that today. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we're talking about this whole idea of identity. And, you know, here's the, here's the struggle that we have. We live in a society. We live in a culture that constantly rubs off on us. And it rubs off on us, not in godly ways, but it t- tries to take us the way of the world, the way of the culture, the way that... Uh, that society wants us to go. And, and I thought about it this way. Uh, any of you ever uh, taken spaghetti sauce or tomato sauce and put it in a Tupperware container, saved it for the next meal, and then brought it out, and you dumped it out into the pot, and you rinse out the Tupperware container? What happens? Yeah, it's stained. It, it's forever stained. Now, I just thought, what's that doing inside of us? But, but uh, I don't know because I can't see in there. But, but that's, we live in a culture, we live in a world, we live in a society that rubs off on us, that stains us in its ways and not God's way. And so we're gonna look at truths about who we are as children of God, as, as sons of daughters. And it all starts when we come to faith in Jesus. And today we're gonna look at, at uh Uh, some things that show us who we are. And and I want to talk a little bit about our emotions. You know, as human beings, we were created to feel. 
and experience emotions like fear and anxiousness. So when, when uh, somebody jumps out from behind a door and scares you, uh, you're created to uh, feel that fear. And, and when you've got a big exam coming up for whatever reason it is and you're studying for it, you know, the day of that test, yeah, you just feel a little anxiousness. You, you know, you were created to feel that way. All of our emotions, all of our feelings, God hardwired us to feel them. And, and I need to say this. Our emotions are neither good nor bad. They're, they're neutral. But when we use our emotions poorly and correctly, when we perseverate on them or when we uh, overemphasize them, that's when they can take us in directions that they shouldn't be. So, for instance, fear. Uh, it's a God-given emotion. When we uh, feel scared, we understand what fear is. And we can express that, spirit, that fear when we're startled in appropriate ways or inappropriate ways. One inappropriate way is you get mad and beat up the person that scares you. Uh, um, you know, another inappropriate way is that we become consumed by that thing that made us afraid and we perseverate on it so much so that, that we limit our, our living and we withdraw from the world that we were created to be in. But here's what we need to understand. As a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a new person. Your identity is such that you are a child of God. You're going to hear me say this a lot, and you already have through this series. Uh, your identity is God's son, as God's daughter, that you are beloved, that he loves you with a deepness. So here's a scripture that is our theme verse for this series, and I'm challenging people to remember it. I memorized it a long time ago, and so the version I'm going to quote it in is probably going to be different from the screen, but if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. The new has come. So, look, we're constantly fighting this battle that we live in in this culture, in this world, in this society that wants to stain us, that wants to rub off on us. And we need to claim our identity in Christ that as followers of Jesus Christ, a new person has come in us. And we need to walk in that. So let's talk about some of the old things that, that have gone that need to go away. Here's the first one. You are not living in fear. You are not living in fear. You're, you're not afraid. You don't need to park in that area of being afraid all the time. The Bible says this, God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So as God's sons and daughters, you don't need to live in fear. Does anybody know what uh, arachnophobia is? What is it? Fear of spiders, that's right. You know, when my kids were growing up, they were afraid of spiders. Uh, if they saw a spider, they go, yeah, daddy, daddy, come get the spider. Come get the spider. Little arachnophobia going on there. They were afraid of spiders. Now, uh, look, I'm not bragging. I don't know why I'm not afraid of spiders because actually we had one in here earlier and I think it got stepped on. And that's what I do to spiders. I'm a spider killer, not a spider spotter. And, uh, uh, but... Yeah, yeah, but if if you're consumed by that fear, it can limit us. Uh, think about that. Now, 
for my kids, here's what has to take place for you to be afraid of something. Uh, it has to be present, what, the thing that you're afraid of, and it has to be potent. Um, so, look, when my kids saw a spider, it was potent. Excuse me, it was present. As far as they were concerned, spiders bite, so it was potentially dangerous, regardless if it was poisonous or not. I don't know if I ever killed a poisonous spider. I didn't take time to find out. I just killed them. Uh, but, so, when we're afraid of something, it's present and it's potent. But, but there are also things in this world, there, there are things that we fear, there are things that we struggle with, and some of us fear what others can do to us. Listen to what Jesus said. This is so powerful. And it's one of the reasons I encourage people to study Scripture and memorize Scripture because when you remember this, it helps you put things like fears in context. Jesus said this, Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. For only God who can destroy both soul and for only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. That he's what he what Jesus was saying is listen, you know, don't fear somebody who can physically harm you or, or even kill you. Don't don't fear them because they can't touch your soul and your soul's gonna live forever. You know, one day all of our bodies are gonna quit. They're gonna wear out. But don't fear people. Don't be afraid of them. Neil Anderson writes this, being afraid of what people can do to you is not a legitimate fear object for Christians. Too many times we let people intimidate us to the point of losing self-control. And the Spirit of God no longer then controls us, nor do we exercise self-control in living in the Spirit. Instead, we allow an unhealthy fear control our lives now think about this you know people can hurt your feelings people can hurt you physically uh, your boss can fire you people can say mean things about you uh, but as Peter writes he says who will want to harm you if you were eager to do good that's a good question but he goes on even if you suffer for doing what is right God will reward you for it so he says don't worry or be afraid of their threats, of people's threats. He said, instead, worship Christ as Lord of your life. Now, I know that some of you are saying, yeah, but, but what about someone who could kill us? Well, I've already made that point that, you know, we don't, want, we don't have to worry about someone who can take our lives because they can't take our souls. But, but remember what Jesus did on the cross. He defeated the power of death. Yes, our bodies will one day die. But as the Apostle Paul said, he says, death, where is your sting? For those who die believing in Christ, death is not the end. We will live forever with God in heaven. Forever. And while we're talking about fear in relationship to God, let's just talk about that about being afraid of God. Remember what Jesus said? He said, don't fear those who can kill the body. Feel the one, fear the one who can, uh, can take your soul. He was talking about God, but here's what we need to know. In Christ, once we've accepted Christ as, as our Lord and Savior, our eternal destinations, that question has been settled. It's been resolved. In Christ, 
we will be with God forever in heaven through our faith in him. What he did on the cross, not how good we live, what he did on the cross for us allows us to come before God as forgiven sons and daughters. Now, even in Scripture where it talks about fearing the Lord, it's not talking about being afraid of the Lord. It's talking about having awe and reverence and respect of God. So God doesn't want us to be afraid of him, but he does desire our awe and our reverence. So we're God's creations. We don't need to walk in fear. We're his sons and daughters. But let's talk about something a little bit further along in the emotional chain not just fear but anxiety here's a truth you don't have to live in anxiety you're not living in anxiety from scripture we're going to look at some words that are powerful words that that I memorized years ago and and I've been able to use them in my own life when I've struggled with some anxiety but I've also been able to use them by praying these words for other people when they struggle with anxiety and this is from Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 I I encourage you to memorize it says don't be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, Neil Anderson uh, is an author who's written about our identity in Christ, and I I recommend him to you. He's great. He he made a statement in one of his books that, that really challenged me. He said, when people have an overwhelming sense of fear and dread with no discernible reason, the cause is Satan. Let me, let me read that again. When people have an overwhelming sense of fear and dread with no discernible reason, the cause is Satan. When I first read that, that statement, I wanted to argue with him, but then I, I thought about my own experience with anxiety. Uh, there's a couple of times in life when, when I've experienced a panic attack out of the blue for no reason whatsoever. All of a sudden, I, 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 my heart starts racing. I'm afraid of something. I can't identify why it came on, and it if you've ever experienced you understand it's very unsettling you want to get out of wherever you are and 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 I I remember being at a football game and I had this panic attack and it's like man all I wanted to do was get out of there but I was with my son and obviously I I couldn't but I said I'm just going to pray and I started to pray and this verse that I just read came to mind and I prayed it for myself I said God I know I don't have to be anxious about anything and I can pray to you and I'm asking for the peace of Christ which transcends all understanding that it would guard my heart that was going crazy and my mind that was saying you got to get out of here and my heart rate lessened and that feeling of wanting to go get out of there lessened and it went away that was what God did when I claimed the promise of that scripture that I don't have to be anxious and I went on and watched the game had a great time with my son but here's this idea you, you know he says you know that 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 kind of panic that kind of fear that that comes out of nowhere that comes from Satan and here's what Satan wants to do to all of us particularly to people who have aligned themselves with Jesus who have become his followers 
Scripture tells us that we're supposed to, to stay alert. We're supposed to watch out for our great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So Scripture says stand firm against him and be strong in the faith. But, but here's the deal. Satan can't hurt us. Jesus has protected us from that hurt, but he can scare us. And we need to recognize that. And we have to be prepared. He can scare us by his great roar. And he can, he can devour us with fear. But we don't have to live in fear. As sons and daughters, we can live by faith, knowing that we're saved and protected by Jesus, knowing that his death on the cross for our, our behalf has settled the issue of our salvation and whose we are, to whom we belong, and that's to Jesus. So we claim that. You know, in one scripture in the letter to 1 John, the apostle John writes, greater is he that who, who is in us than he who is in the world. In other words, greater is God who is in us through the power of the Holy Spirit than he, Satan, who is in the world. So we've, we can overcome Satan. Can he scare us? Yes. But he can't harm us. So we walk in that truth. In the face of fear, I encourage you, whenever you experience something like that, to rebuke Satan and do what Jesus did. When Satan tried to tempt him, when Satan tried to scare him, he quoted God's word back to Satan. So praying Philippians 4, 6 through 7, in the face of anxiety or a panic attack or fear is powerful. We don't need to live in that anxiety. So let's talk about the new that has come, okay? That's the old that's gone away. Let's talk about the new that's come in Christ. In Christ, you need to know this. You are strong. You are strong. Again, we're going to turn to the Apostle Paul. Listen to these words that he wrote from Philippians. I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Look at that last verse again. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. That's a powerful promise. So let's unpack that. First of all, let me be clear. We all have limitations, right? I mean, there are certain things that we're just not physically strong or maybe sometimes even emotionally strong to do. So what does Paul mean when he says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength? Paul says that he's learned to be content in all of life's situations. So what he's telling us here is that in the circumstances of life that we experience, they do not determine who we are. They do not determine our identity. They do not keep us from being the man or the woman that God wants us to be. So no person and no circumstance can keep us from doing the will of God. So it's in Christ that we find strength to do that. Now, we may not be able to rearrange the external events of life, that, nor ha uh, have we been called to do that, but we have the assurance that God is working in our in internal world to use the external world to help us figure out what we can do 
through Christ. So we can walk in the promise that the circumstances of life can't destroy us or take us away from God. They can't keep us from doing God's will. We can trust in him and we can walk forward in faith and obedience in the strength that he gives us. And we have that strength that he gives us to to do what he calls us to do. The Apostle Paul says uh, that we can do this through these circumstances. But there's one thing that we can struggle with. It's our unbelief. Our unbelief can be an obstacle that keeps us from doing what God wants us to do. So we need to walk in faith, trusting that he can do these things through us. Here's the last thing that I want to say to us. In Christ, you are courageous. You are courageous. After Moses died, the leadership of Israel was handed over to Joshua. And we read in the first chapter of Joshua, this is what God spoke to Aaron to remind him and to encourage him of who he was. God said, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God spoke to Joshua. And he commanded him to be bold and courageous. But when he did, look at how he assured him. First, he said, be strong and courageous. You can lead the people because I swore to give them this land and I keep my promises. So be bold and courageous. And then he said, be bold and courageous because I've given you this law. I've given you my word. I handed it down to Moses for you to take in, to follow it, and be faithful to it. So know that I will bring it to fruition if you follow it. And then he said, be strong and courageous because I am with you. Because I am with you. Jesus also gave us that promise. So from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament, we see that the followers of Christ, that for them, God is with them. Our identity, who we are, is made up as as followers of Jesus Christ, his children, adopted into his family, sons and daughters. And we walk through this life, and we're not alone. There's a whole other list of promises that I would love to give you. And so if you go to our website, they'll be available for you. And I encourage you just to, to, to take them and, and read over them and memorize them and recognize what God is speaking to you about those. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.